Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Good morning. It's good to be back in the saddle, so to speak. I've been away from the church. I didn't stop going to church, but I've been away from uh, the pulpit for four months. Uh, this is my first Sunday back after taking a 12, 13 week sabbatical. Uh, I was one of the COVID casualties when it comes to the clergy. I got burned out after le- leading a church in a school uh, through COVID-19. And then I lost a parent, and by the time March rolled around, I didn't have a whole lot left. And that's why this passage really speaks to me this morning. For Jesus is planning a sabbatical for his disciples. His disciples, prior to this, had gone out on a long mission. They had gone around to all the towns surrounding the Sea of Galilee, which is actually a large lake. And they went around and they were given instructions by Jesus to proclaim the message of repentance and to heal and to cast out evil spirits. And then they came back to him and they were all excited. And this is actually kind of humorous. The text tells us that they came back having been told to go out and preach repentance and heal And they came back and said that all that they had done and taught. Only Jesus is the teacher. These gentlemen were still students of the rabbi. As a matter of fact, we don't see permission to teach until the Great Commission at the end of Matthew, where the disciples are told to go into all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Those to direct the great commission of Jesus. And so our disciples encountered what we call today mission creep. They were so excited, they did a little more. They just couldn't help themselves. And you didn't see Jesus getting irate with them or getting upset with them instead. He says, come away with me for a while. Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. So Jesus got into a boat on the Sea of Galilee and I've been there. And you can see to the other shore on the Sea of Galilee. It's not... One of those, it's a large lake, but it's not so large that you can't see across the horizon. And so he takes them across the lake to get away from the crowds. But word travels fast. You've heard that, right? Word traveled faster than when Jesus could get there. And these other people met them there at the other side of the lake. Now, So much for the sabbatical for Jesus' disciples. So much for their going away by themselves and to rest a while. And so at this point, Jesus really has a choice of three things that he can do. He could send them away. He could hop back in the boat and go try to find another destination. Or he could minister to the people of God. And which option did Jesus choose? Compassion. Jesus chose the way of love. The 
best working definition I have ever heard for love is from Father Carol Travis, who says that love is acting in the best interest of the other. Love is acting in the best interest of the other. And so Mark tells us, he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Let me ask you, what would you have done had this been you? If it were me, I probably would have chosen to get back in the boat. But Jesus does not. This shows us something of utmost importance. And it is the one point in my sermon this morning. Richard Rohr states in his book, Yes And, the Daily Devotional, all of the healing stories are present tense, present tense concerns for human suffering in this world. All of the healing stories are present tense concerns for human suffering in this world. This tells us that God cares about the tragic human condition now. How could we miss this? And he adds that what was true then is true now, and what is true now is true forever. It's really easy to lose sight of that today. Our devices and screens stream nonstop suffering to us 24-7 if we want. We have multiple networks to choose from at any time, and we can choose whatever channel in order to watch suffering 24-7. Now, I'm not about to tell you don't watch the news or quit Facebook. No, nothing like that. Rather, I want us to remember that Jesus chooses compassion above all else, and what was true for them is true in your life. And if our Lord chooses the way of acting in love, acting in the best interest of the other, and he sent his disciples out to act in the best interest of the other, what might he expect of us? As I said, it's easy to lose sight of this with all of our distractions and anxieties. These are real. They're no small things. So let me remind you, of God's visible reminders that he gives to you to let you know that God is concerned ultimately with any of your suffering, no matter what that is, whether that be a bad diagnosis, difficulty in a marriage, whether that be the loss of a loved one. God is concerned about your suffering now. The reminders that God gives us are the seven sacraments and the gift of sacred community. Each of the sacraments is an outward and visible sign. I'm taking you back to your confirmation class. It's an outward and invisible sign of, your, of an inward and invisible grace. Grace is an action of God upon the human condition. And they are signs also of God's ultimate concern for his people. Take baptism. It brings us into the family of God where we become sealed with the Holy Spirit. We're literally tattooed with the Holy Spirit, tattooed as marked as Christ's own forever. Then the other one, Eucharist. 
which keeps us dwelling in Christ week after week, where our sins are forgiven and we're given strength for the discipleship journey. Those are the big two. But there's also unction or anointing for healing and for when we make the final transition. There is marriage so that those who are called into this state of marriage can receive the grace of a companion to go through things with. There's confirmation where you're strengthened for ministry. And there's reconciliation where we're brought back into the church. All of these visible things God gives to us, gives to the church. Think about it. It's all related to some condition of human need. These aren't just things that we made up to keep ourselves busy. The sacraments are for the people of God to express God's ultimate concern. And finally, I don't want to forget this one, it's ordination. Where certain persons are called out of the people of God to serve you and the world in a particular way. Now, when you look at Father Mark and your cadre of deacons, you might see a sign, a symbol of service or authority. But I want to encourage you that when you see these folks with the collar, to see it as a sign of God's ultimate concern here for you. A sign to remember that God sees what you are going through and remember that God can and will heal and redeem all things. Now just think about this as a way to remember redemption when we get sick, rest plus time equals health. With God, God plus time equals redemption. See, what the cross of Jesus Christ tells us is that there is nothing that cannot be redeemed by God. There is no amount of any suffering whatsoever that God cannot transform with time. In closing, I mentioned the seven sacraments plus the gift of sacred community, which is where these seven sacraments reside. Our communities of faith exist for those, these things exist for us in the church, but the church exists for those who are not in the church. And boy, today, our challenge is to act in the best interest of the other politics that we don't have. To act in the best interest of those whose worldview and politics are different from our own. It's always a challenge and we have to keep striving to live the way of compassion. But not just for ourselves. Let me take you back to September 11, 2001. Can you believe that we're coming up on a 20-year anniversary of that? My church at the time, a big evangelical Methodist church, opened its doors on that day and the following days for anyone to just come in and pray. And as people came in and prayed, some stayed for a while, some just prayed and left. But some are still there today 
who came in that day, and they hadn't been in church in decades. And let me tell you about this church. It's ugly. It is a box with a stage. You can walk in here, and you don't have to speak to a soul to experience transcendence, to experience the presence of God. But there was not a lick of transcendence in this church. But people encountered God by the people who were there who incarnated Jesus' compassion. And that made all the difference in these people's lives. So you do not know who's coming into your church, who's coming in for the first time in decades and might need you to act in their best interest. Be a people that realize that God's ultimate concern is for human suffering now. And so may God give St. Edwards the strength, compassion, and grace to be a sign of our Lord's present tense suffering in the now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.